When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Now, when you use promo code DNVR, you're going to receive $200 in free bets instantly when you make a $5 bet this and any Sunday. That's code DNVR only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. I am Patrick D. Lyons. And I am Susie Hunter. Patrick, what did I say I was going to do today? What did I say yesterday? You said you wanted to talk about the division series, but more sp- more specifically, your postseason team this year in 2022. I said I was going to wear a Mariners hat. And there and you have, go. I have a Mariners hat. It's there a giveaway from Key Bank. Key Bank. Uh, Key Bank. There you go. Here you we got go. It. And it's got the Mariners logo on the back. That's actually a very nice hat. It's a, for, for a giveaway. giveaway? This for is a giveaway. great hat. Yeah. Rocky's only had the one giveaway of a nice winter cap when it was like 95 degrees they the out. winter cap no they had the panama hat too don't forget the panama hat oh that's true don't sleep yeah. on the panama hat i did take that one i did say yeah. yeah i'm gonna save that one i could probably use that for a costume maybe in mm-hmm. the off season if i want to go a scarface or something like that i don't know <laughs> if i want to do like a, i've never a seen scarface Heisenberg. does scarface wear panama hats it's a guy movie no actually he, he doesn't wear hats is at that all. the name of the character or is that just the name yeah. of the movie no, that that's his. I think that's, that's his what he goes he by. He does go by that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we. Uh, I'm we, so clueless. <laughs> I literally have no idea. That's not the last mention of a of the word Panama here uh, in the show. We'll talk Speaking about that. Speaking of Panama, no, we'll get to it. Uh, we've got new statistics. The season's over, but yet some Rockies have themselves some new statistics. Uh, a letter from Dick Monfort. 
uh, as well as an mm-hmm. old team that Dick Montfort used to own has some interesting news. We'll oh. hand out a couple awards for the best of 2022 and, of course, preview the Division League series. Uh, but we, we did get it confirmed. We were hoping that was going to be the case. Justin Lawrence, Team Panama. Yes. That's awesome. I'm so excited. Yeah, of course, he, you know, we talked a little bit at the end of the season about, you know, whether or not he would be able to be involved. And he was like, I would love to. And now it's all coming to fruition. Yeah, that's really neat. I hope he gets to to close out some of those games late. Uh, I haven't looked exactly who's uh, on the roster, but from some of the names that, you know, he's mentioned, uh, Panamanian players, he he might have the best pedigree. So he'll he'll definitely be pitching in some important spots there, uh, which is really cool to see. Uh, According to Danielle Allentuck of the Gazette, a.k.a. Danielle from the Gazelle, Yes. As as she's fondly known in our press box. Uh, there was a scoring change from like two weeks ago against the Giants. When did this happen? So I, they, like this, I don't even know the play. This did the scoring change just happen? Yes. Yeah, they just it was just announced can, or it wasn't even announced. It was How can you go back and change something that happened two weeks ago? I have no idea. You know, teams can petition. They can mm-hmm. petition for different things to be tweaked, and I'm wondering if the Rockies realized Kyle Freeland is the only Rocky starter with an ERA below five. Herman Marquez is at exactly five. They petition, they go and they change something to an error instead of a hit. And now Herman Marquez, welcome to the sub five ERA. He's at four nine five for the season. He joins uh, Kyle Freeland in that group. And I wonder now if Kyle Freeland is going to invite Marquez to celebrate in Amsterdam at the Machine Gun Kelly show. <laughs> yeah, I saw that he's a. Uh... He was en route. Could be. I don't know. We'll we'll see. I don't know if Marquez is a big MGK fan. No, no. I saw that Kyle Freeland was en route. Yeah. Not that. Well, that's what I mean. I'm, I'm yeah. saying, will he give him an inv- that invitation? I don't know if he's a big fan. We'll see. I would. Yeah. We have to see. Uh, <laughs> let, let's get back. to the letter from Richard L. Monfort. Uh, the L. <laughs> it stands for whatever you want it to. Who knows uh, what it stands we, for? We've not investigated uh, that closely exactly. I've not gone back to the hospital that he was born to know and figure that out. But yeah, he sent out a letter yesterday to ticket holders. It was very long. It starts out strong, Yeah, I feel like. And let's see if it derails or if it if it's consistent. Um, before before I read some excerpts, um, no. you know, obviously, like I haven't lived in Denver for mm-hmm. a long time. Does he always send a letter out at the end of the season? To season ticket holders, yeah, I think that's pretty common yeah. for for a lot of teams to to do that. Well, once in a while, he will respond to fans via email uh, mm-hmm. on his iPad. Uh, I've heard about a, that, which heard is a fun that. little thing to do uh, late at night if uh, you're a little bit upset or cranky. Uh, so some owners in general mm-hmm. have uh, have had certain proclivity uh, for doing those kind of things. But the letter is just a general, you know, kind of standard thing of, hey, here's how the season went. Thank you so much for being a season ticket holder. We appreciate you. And boy, we're so excited for 2023. Mm-hmm. Let, let's see how well. So Mr. here's R.L. Monford did. Here is what Dick Monford had to say. Quote, our expectations were high going into the 2022 season, but unfortunately, we did not meet those expectations. It has now been four years since our last postseason appearances, and this is not acceptable. That's like the line that really sticks with me. That this is jumped out. I thought that was incredibly direct and like pointing out the fact that they had made the postseason in four years. It was like, you could have gotten away without like that little line in there. Mm-hmm. So reading that, I was like, Oh, okay. That's, 
maybe that's a little uh, harsh isn't the right word, but it's very direct, mm-hmm. very, uh, very, stern very poignant, very stern. Yes. And I was like, okay, uh, let's see where else this is going. But I thought that was a, a good start and, and a fair uh, accounting of, of this past season, as mm-hmm. well as really the, the three previous. Yeah. Shall I continue? Please do. Quote, our record was abysmal. Our defense was not what we are accustomed to. Our situational hitting was disappointing, and our pitching was inconsistent. End quote. Abysmal. Abysmal. Is like, what? But he said, not the team, not the players, our not record. the performance, the record, the which record. is careful. But even still, even just looking at the record and calling it that, that's uh, those are harsh words. Someone went to the th- someone went to thesaurus.com and made sure that they yes had the right words. I think so. I it uh, this was also where I wouldn't say it goes off the rails, but it really makes you reflect back on almost the exact same verbiage that GM Bill Schmidt used. Mm-hmm. They're on the same page, you know. Uh, uh, I'm not going to say who may have coached the other one up to say certain things, but yeah, it's okay. Um, we've got. You know, situational hitting isn't good. Pitching wasn't good. And so, mm-hmm. again, a lot of the same things uh, we heard last month when we talked with yep. uh, Bill Schmidt. So uh, that was kind of odd. He goes on talking about young players, uh, prospects this, young players that. Okay. New rules uh, coming up for 2023. Coors Field is awesome. It's the best stadium in the country, which is true. And then it it finishes up. So there, there it's getting long and... You know, not wanting to just focus on all the bad stuff, trying to distract a little bit. Okay, that's fine. Uh, And then this is where it wraps up. And then it kind of gets oddly interesting again. Yeah, yeah. So, quote, we are grateful for your unwavering support. It was a challenging year for all of us, and we do not take you for granted. You are the most important part of the Colorado Rockies organization. I have... End quote. I've got something to say. Please. Unwavering support. I see a lot of support wavering, first of all. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of season ticket holders that have waved goodbye. I see a lot of very wavering support, for sure. So That word did jump out. I was like, is that like a trick psychology of like, okay, you have to have unwavering support? Or kind of like suggesting, hey, could you please have unwavering support so that when we do some crazy things and make some odd decisions you'll still support us Hmm. like i I thought hmm an interesting read into that yeah or was he referring to the fans who do the wave or the fans who don't do the wave that's true yeah there's only you know thank you to the fans who do not wave (laughs) yeah well there's only forty thousand in the stadium uh, at a given time who do the wave and then hundreds of thousands elsewhere that don't do the wave, aka, are providing their unwavering support. Mm-hmm. All right, I like I like how we're we're, we're spinning this here and breaking it down. Because <laughs> what does he mean? <laughs> this last part that he finishes on probably is the biggest takeaway. Not the first time I read it because I did a skim. Abysmal jumps out. This is not yes. acceptable. Jumped out unwavering uh, only halfway. But my second reading of his closing was like, what? Here we go. Quote, we all want the same thing. This is why we are more dedicated than ever to bringing you a Rockies championship. End quote. Kale, what the heck is a Rockies championship? A figment of our imaginations. <laughs> a Rockies championship. I, what, I don't... So you go, well, that that sounds right. 
Why didn't you use the world the words World Series? <gasps> Why didn't it say World oh. Series? That's that's the goal, right? Is to win a World Series. Unless you want to feel good about yourself and fall short of that goal and at least win a Rockies championship. Okay. The Rockies already won the championship for the, the best Rockies around. <laughs> I guess. We're getting real technical. Why didn't I he say World Series championship? That's what I'm saying. No, like, I, I get it now. I get series, it now. Right? I thought you were just being funny, but now no. I'm like... I understand yeah. that we are picking apart the word choice. The vo- it, it was clearly avoiding World Series, which they have never done. And then you basically end you end uh, your letter, and people go, "That's right, they've never won the World Series before." Mm. Or hey, in our pursuit of winning the NL West, technically easier to do than winning a World Series. Hey, they haven't done that before, <laughs> and now I'm upset again. So just a Rockies championship. You know, they are the best team, I guess, in the. Mountain daylight time zone, right? Because yes, Arizona is in the standard time zone. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Kale's got more on this. He's, he's I, you're, you're puzzled now. You're like, I'm yeah, puzzled. Why does it, it say World I, Series? I, I it just doesn't make any sense. I'm also slightly insulted by the line. Uh, you're the most important part of the Colorado Rockies organization. Yeah. It just like this is a great comment here. You're the most important part of the Colorado Rockies organization. Reinforces the belief that attendance trumps everything else. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. Ooh. So I thought that was interesting. It's kind of how I feel. You know, some to make an omelet, as they say, you got to break a couple eggs, mm-hmm. and to win a championship, you got to do the same. Which might mean you do some things that the fans don't like. But I think in the overall scheme of things. Fans will come back if you have a very good winning product. So maybe you take a step back in attendance and the fans don't like the product in that moment, but they will come back in droves when you have a winner. And overall, you look back and say, oh, on average, we did much better than if we kind of kept things maybe at the status quo and just did things that were good for the fans. Like, well, we got to operate. We don't want to do do too much here because we'll lose the fans. And if we do this, we're going to lose the fans. That might be why, you know, you go and you sign Chris Bryan after just having traded away Nolan Arenado and, and uh, lost uh, Trevor Story and, and John mm-hmm. Gray to an extent. Um, but also, you don't trade away at the deadline to make yourself better for the future, essentially in two consecutive trade deadlines. That's because the fans aren't going to like that. So you, you, I don't know, you might be cutting off your nose to, to spite your face. The, uh, the Grand Junction Rockies are cutting off their Rockies to spite their nickname or city. Yes. Uh, so so uh, the Grand Junction just, Sentinel. That was a great transition, Patrick. Thank you. I know pointing out the transition goes against having a good transition, but <laughs> that was my, good. Put on my transition reel. That was good. Uh, Dick Monfort is no longer the uh, the owner, or primary owner of the Grand Junction Rockies, which I, I, I think I must have missed that news. Uh, Jeffrey uh, Katowski, the, the same guy who owns the Northern Colorado Owls, who just got finished with their first season now in the uh, the new, quote-unquote, uh, Pioneer League. Um, but yeah, Grand Junction is looking for a new nickname. Uh, and, you know, the, the managing uh, owner uh, of Grand Junction basically said, hey, there's the Trash Pandas uh, down there in Huntsville, Alabama. There's also the Yard Goats. So Yard Goats mm-hmm. got a shout-out. So hey, let's kind of do something similar. The Yard Goats got similar. mentioned first. Yard Let's did. keep that in mind. But yeah, I do. 
you know, listen, they want to hop on the, they want a piece of the magic that all these other minor league teams are getting with all of the rebrandings that we've seen over the past several years. So that's fun. Yeah. They want something- Wasn't there, was there not a uh, Twitter campaign maybe a couple of years ago to change the name to something else? I think it was that it got leaked that they were thinking about the name Grand Junction Chubbs. Which is so interesting because when I was the assistant general manager of a summer collegiate league team, I was like, all right, well, what could we, you know, rebrand as as like a secondary nickname? We weren't mm-hmm. gonna change the name Boulder Collegians. That's a you know, historic name, has a lot of value, a lot of cachet. But I was like, what else could there be? And I learned, I was, you know, looking at uh, the flora and fauna of Boulder County and whatever, and there was a fish called the Creek Chub. And I was like, oh, we could kind of be rebranded, you know, on Thursday nights as the Boulder Creek Chubs. And lo and behold, Grand Junction must have, you know, read my mind or tapped in my phone. They're like, yeah, we could be the Chubs. And of course, they got dragged for it. And I think they were like, oh, uh, yeah, no, let's, we didn't realize the obvious thing right there. So is that how it went down? They didn't do that. I feel like it went down very differently. Uh, Okay. I don't think they. I don't, I don't remember the specifics, but I don't know if your timeline is correct. Not okay. timeline, but whatever. Sure. Whatever. Yeah. We'll continue. Let's talk about the Grand Junction Rockies. Yeah, if you go to the... Uh, basically, if you just search Grand Junction Rockies and, and rename, rebrand, um, there uh, you can read the article from Grand Junction Sentinel because that's the only place that you could go to submit. They, uh, they don't... They may have something on their website. I don't actually know that to mm-hmm. be true. But the link uh, that's in the article that I, that I first read, um, it just has a, a Google Doc like link for you to do. So you copy, paste it, and all of a sudden you're in this Google Doc. Hey, what do you think the team name should be? What's your name? What's the reason why? And so, hey, uh, go in there, uh, submit something, and maybe, just maybe, uh, you can uh, name a, a minor league team or at least an independent professional baseball team. I love that. That'd be um, pretty cool. You know what I don't love? What's that? That we had to do this show while the Phillies game has already started. Would you like an update on the score? Please. Even though this is an attack on my culture. Um, <laughs> Phillies are up 2 nothing right now. Oh. Still the first, so. Against Max Freed. That's mm-hmm. that's even more impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, but not as impressive as the avalanche nachos that we have on the corner of Colfax in York. Friggin' love those. You know, if you're a member, which if you're not, you can get in 50 cents for your first month. If you want an annual membership, uh, you get a free shirt from DNVR Locker. But with that membership, you get 15% off your tab. No matter what you're eating or drinking, this is uh, almost too good to be true. But it is true. You get that price breaks on the tailgates. We've got a couple of Nuggets party buses coming. Nugget season is starting. Av season is starting. It's absolutely popping off. And the place you got to be is the DNVR for all that and more. Yes. Game time tickets. Look, uh, they've been around for a while. And some people are just finding out about them now. Good, because you're going to save yourself a lot of money, especially late. Uh, just before a game starts or an event starts, people, sellers, they just want to get something for their money. So you can get up to 60% off uh, the price of those tickets if you wait a little bit late. Sometimes you don't even have to wait. You can just get a good deal, get mm-hmm. seats on the 50-yard line, uh, behind home plate, on the floor, you name it. 15 million people use their site. Uh, and instead of just downloading the app, make sure you hit our link in the description so we get a little credit uh, and we can all kind of take a bite of the same apple there uh, and feel good about it. 
from Game Time app. So check out in the description of the podcast or over on YouTube on the DNVR Sports channel. If you've been in a car crash that wasn't your fault, you know now that like on uh, on phones they uh, they can register car crashes like immediately. Like the police can be contacted. Really? Because it's like you know tracking. Oh, all of a sudden you're doing sixty miles an hour, and all of a sudden you're nowhere in the middle of an intersection, and maybe there's another car that has a similar situation. And Interesting. so that's helpful in that moment with that technology. Hmm. But when it comes to uh, a court case or injuries, medical bills, lost income, technology can only go so far. That's why you got to tap into travel legal services and travel Travis legal offices. Don't assume the insurance company is going to look out for you uh, and the bet your best interests. It's not good. Uh, insurance companies will go to great lengths. Um, my head is, is spinning with friends over the summer who've had all kinds of various issues and had to deal with the insurance companies and just how unfortunate, how stressful it was for them. And I told them to go to Travis legal offices. Mm -hmm. It's after the fact, but guess what? They're still dealing with it. It's like months later that they're still going through with it. That's no joke. No. So call Travis legal offices so you can get this done with. So it's not this weight that's on your back. Uh, call them at 303-766-8766 for a free consultation on your personal injury matter. That's 303-766-8766. You can reach out 24-7 on the web at Travis Legal Offices. Susie, yesterday we saw a new graphic or a new logo for the Hartford Yard Goats. And yes. we said that the isotopes were about to get one and... That this might be the best one. It's a good one. I love it. We got super orbit. The graphic that was on the Albuquerque isotopes was, you know, three dimensional. He was flying through space. That looks dope. I think that might be the first like mascot that's been incorporated into the logo. Yeah, he looks like a real superhero, which I imagine is the whole point of this thing. But he looks he looks like he could actually save someone. Orbit's awesome. Go yeah. Orbit. Love yeah. Orbit. Yeah, there were a couple other new ones that, that did come out. Again, this is all part of um, Marvel and MILB's Defenders of the Diamond. A guy by the name of Benny Montgomery was pretty good on the diamond in the month of September. Oh, yeah, by the way, did you see this one here for the El Paso oh, Chihuahuas? He's he's so cute and scary. He, he looks like a little sidekick. He looks like a Pokemon. He, looks, exactly like, he, he does looks like he does look like a Pokemon. Which uh, is good, but, I mean, not if you're Marvel. You don't want your mascots to kind of have that that look to them. But uh, I did think the Wichita, Wichita Windstorm did have a cool little logo there. Uh, Windstorm is or excuse me, Wind Surge, yeah. is just not a great nickname. Mm -hmm. um, but they're they're making up for it with the horse and the wing and all that other jazz. So, um, But Benny Montgomery miss, uh, made up for some some lost time. He was a little bit banged up this year in the first part of the season. Ends up being named the California League Player of the Month in September. It's October 11th right now. Um, I don't know what was taking them so long. Did they just forget <laughs> to vote? Uh, they might have been calling people up, writing letters and saying, hey, what was your vote? We got to make sure this is proper. Listen, it just goes to show you that it's not just us that kind of feel a little out of sorts as the season's coming to an end, tying yeah. up all those loose ends, stuff like that. Very true. Everyone everyone is just simply human. Yeah, he led the league uh, in hits with 17, <laughs> seven doubles, second uh, for the month of September in total bases with 29. So uh, that was awesome to see Benny Montgomery doing big things there at the age of 20. Well, you know, at Coors Field, some Rockies did some big things and also some big events happened. And it's it's time to, to hand out some awards 
in a sense, you know, uh, we might not be handing out uh, MVP awards just yet. No. But these are a little bit more, these are a little more fun. These are like Slammies, you know, like the Slammies of the wrestling award. But we could call these Slammies. Actually, we can't because the Rockies didn't hit any Grand Slams this year. Oh. Yeah, so we couldn't. Three, <laughs> three home runnies. Three run home runnies uh, may be the unofficial name. So, Susie, I know you wanted to uh, put a little praise and, and hand out a couple awards to some folks out there. I did. Um, or some things. Some things. What do we and have loaded things. in there? Favorite ballpark roast. My favorite, one of my favorite moments, I think, of the whole season, but absolutely my favorite roast yes. was Corey Sullivan telling you that you looked like Forrest Gump. That was one of my favorites as well. Yes. I did get made fun but of. But you took it the... as a compliment. He No, he I didn't did. mean it as an insult. No, 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 he did. I but tried... it was such a good roast. <laughs> I tried to get him to, to upgrade it to an insult, and he was like, no, I didn't mean it. And I'm like, no, but I want it to be. <laughs> like, to get roasted, you can only really be roasted by the people that know you and love you and are your friends. So I, I wanted to upgrade it. But yeah, no, I definitely look like Forrest Gump there. Yeah. And the side-by-sides look even uh, even better. I did get roasted by Saunders too because he took a picture of me like uh, on the second game of the season. Remember, mm-hmm. it was like, you know, maybe 50 degrees. Sunny for everyone at Coors Field, but not for us in the press box. Mm-hmm. I was oh. all dressed up with the winter hat and the coat. All bundled Why up. Why not? I was bundled up and comfortable. So so thank you. So I don't, do I win it or does Corey Sullivan or do we split it? I think you split it because yes. it takes it takes two for a roast. You need the roaster and the roastee just as much. Equal parts. Thank you. Equal parts. Very kind giving me an award already. I know. What else do we have loaded in here? Best scoreboard moment. This was the moment that went viral. Yeah. <laughs> I got to now I have to I have to pull this up because I can't read it from the screen. Um, uh, pro tip. Don't put up with anyone who is reckless with your heart. Life will be dramatically better if you don't pay mind to Eddie Heartbreaker. Unless it's a Pat Benatar song or the Mariah Carey song or the Led Zeppelin song. So to sum up, songs from Heartbreaker, okay. Song form Heartbreaker, okay. Real life Heartbreaker, tell him to scram. This was yeah. this was the moment I realized the person who's running the scoreboard at Coors Field is not well. A little unhinged. <laughs> little unhinged. A little unhinged. <clears throat> yeah, that was that was a very funny moment. There were there were a couple of those. So, for that one to to have uh, taken the cake very much deserved cuz uh yeah, there were some some funny ones. Yeah. I think some people might even bought a ticket once in a while. To say, what the heck is going to be up on the scoreboard now at this point? So yeah. that one was the best. I did like, I mean, a couple of other times later in the season, some visiting media took pictures of the scoreboard and that kind of blew up too. So the scoreboard really was the most successful thing to come out of the Rockies this year. <laughs> yeah, keep your eyes up. Don't look down because you might you might see a sub-500 baseball team. Yeah. Kel, what else do we have loaded in there? Best public apology. Kyle Freeland writing on the light, apologizing to it. Yeah, wasn't too happy. Uh, was was pulled from a game, just didn't have his best stuff. Borrowed a bat from Brendan Rodgers uh, and proceeded to do a little bit of electrical work there <laughs> on the top of the dugout. <laughs> they still didn't get it like properly fixed. Like That was the best version that we ended up getting there, as you can see on the DNVR Sports channel on YouTube. And... Uh, yeah, yeah. Luckily, no, no, no glass pieces of glass were there. Uh, they cleaned I don't know. I don't know if that's is that glass or is that more like a 
plexiglass yeah, okay. plastic situation. Sure. But there would have been glass from the bulb. Oh, true, 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 true. They, they cleaned it up nice. Even the next day, we were we were expecting we we were talking about doing maybe a little trip and fall type situation, you know, to see if we could win some money uh, with Travis Legal Offices. <laughs> but alas, they cleaned it up really nicely, and yeah, they put a band aid on it. So again, all is well. That was funny. Do we have anything else loaded in there? That's all you sent me. That's all I sent you. Okay. <laughs> so um, to preview what we've got coming up uh, in article format the next couple weeks. Fan favorite, unsung hero. This year's fan favorite, I think, was really difficult. Last year, it was Connor Joe's, very obvious. Is an award named after Ryan Spielborgs. I think he's almost like the ultimate fan favorite kind of guy. Yes. And I've got four names down, and uh, I'm not sure which way this one is is going to go okay. uh, until I sit down and actually write it. I don't know who the, the biggest fan favorite was of the season. Kale, do you have... Any thoughts as to who was the fan favorite, maybe regardless of their time, even on the team? If it's not Connor Joe, what are we doing? Well, you know what? I think there's there's That's a good point. There's Connor Joe. I mean, everyone's favorite Rocky right off the bat. They yeah. kind of slid off at the end of the season. I feel like a lot of people really loved Winton Bernard's story. And even though his time in the majors was so short, people were still talking about him long after he got sent back down. Yeah. I agree, but like it's Connor Joe. It's Connor Joe. <laughs> no, to your point, Kale, you're like when you're a fan favorite, you don't necessarily have to perform all the time. Mm. Like he did last year, which is what kind of you know rallied the troops uh, just a little bit. Actually, I think people really started rallying around Connor Joe even before he really started taking off in the second half. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you're right, Kojo is he's on the short list, as is Winton Bernard. And I, I think Jonathan Daza has has kind of slightly become a fan favorite. A lot of the a lot of the younger kids, when you know we would be uh, there watching batting practice, would be there, and and he'd be a guy they'd always be shouting for and uh, trying to get his autograph. And then, you know, Charlie Blackman almost he's he's he doesn't even deserve to be in the conversation because he's almost like the permanent. He's yeah, he's you know already I mean? once you've been a fan favorite for yeah. so many years, he's legendary. Yeah, you've you're you you're a forever fan favorite. He's in the legendary range. And then Unsung Heroes. This is really where I'm I'm interested in in your thoughts as to who maybe doesn't get enough credit. I had a couple names off the top of my head. And then as I sat back and and, and looked, it's, again, it's someone who showed up and who posted, but you don't go, oh, this guy was fantastic. But they were there. Unsung Mm -hmm. Hero. They deserve more credit. For you, what was a name or two that, that, that you really liked from the season? Oh, my gosh. Well, I mean, I feel like I sing this person's praises quite a bit. And I think a lot of other people caught on board. But our our president, Tyler Kinley, I yeah. think is an unsung hero for sure. Yeah, he was great uh, for those first two months. Uh, I agree. Also in the bullpen, Carlos Estevez uh, was doing really big things. And Lucas Gilbreth followed up uh, last year's uh, freshman campaign with, mm-hmm. uh, with a really good sophomore one uh, before he ended up getting hurt. So, like... Those are guys that, again, you're not talking about them as, oh, if you want to talk about the best seventh or eighth inning guy in all of baseball, you might not bring them up. But for the Rockies, they did their part in a really major way. Uh, I think Jonathan Daza, again, is kind of in that conversation. And then even a guy like Randall Gritchick. I think a lot of other people probably put Gritchick on on a bigger pedestal and say, no, he was very easily one of the most key and important figures uh, on the team. But if, if you have them just you know, left of center on that, then I think he deserves to be an unsung hero. Mm -hmm. Same with uh, a guy like Jose Iglesias, who, um, you know, did miss some time, only played 113 games, but was really critical 
throughout various points in the year, was up and down the lineup. I mean, he was batting yeah. fifth at one point, was hitting second, was batting ninth, uh, and was having four for four type games mm-hmm. early on in the season. So he was really critical. Um, he's the guy I'm leaning towards, but again, I'm not exactly sure how that would go. If you if you had to pick a reliever of the year, was there is there anyone that that jumps out? I mean, it's Daniel Bard. It's Daniel Bard. But is Daniel Bard also the pitcher of the year? Mm-hmm. These are the conversations you can give out multiple awards, but Ooh. I don't. I don't. I only get, I, you only get one award in my book when it when it comes to the end of season type of awards. I mean, if we're going okay. If we're gonna think about reliever of the year, obviously Daniel Bard is is in that conversation. Tyler Kinley is also very much in that conversation. But all you can do is wonder what if he yeah. had played longer than two months. And Estevez, of course, like mm-hmm. just all around great personality too. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, Kale, do you uh, do you, is it too much of the uh, elementary school teacher coming out in me to to want to make sure that. You know, Daniel Bard, okay, he was probably the best pitcher of the year, clearly the best reliever of the year. But you know what? I'm not going to give you two. Is that, am I thinking too much about that? Uh, it's okay. In real life, awards sometimes happen that way too. Like the MVP is almost always the offensive player of the year, but they almost always end up giving offensive player of the year to someone else. Mm, yeah. Interesting. So okay. at least that's like a little football metaphor. Yeah. Is it the NBA or NFL kind of does it that way? NFL, right? NFL, yeah. Yeah. I, I think like the NFL. I think like the just collective uh, NFL. So Do you? Well, uh, I, clearly. I, what I, a take. I just found out. That's it. The NFL thinks take. like elementary school teachers as well. <laughs> yeah, but I think that's fair. I, I, I spread the love a little bit. Maybe if he gets pitcher of the year, Estevez gets reliever of the year, you know? Mm-hmm. More people yes. get awards because awards are fun. You know what? Awards are fun. Yes. You, you want there to be not just a bigger smile on someone's face you want more people to have that smile and where can you get a better smile than a green mountain dental group only only 15 minutes from downtown denver right now tell them dnvr sports sent you and you're gonna get a 300 discount for for a full orthodontics treatment for new patients i appreciate you snapping there kale (laughs) kale and i just lost our minds over that (laughs) that one was all time that one was all time wow okay Glad you enjoyed Some that. Of your best work here. Appreciate that. Uh, and you can get a big white smile too with a $350 value bleach tray. Again, also when you mention DNVR Sports with a new patient cleaning exam and x ray from Green Mountain Dental Group. And look, uh, I think all three of us start our days with uh, a scoop of Athletic Greens 75 uh, yes, we do. multivitamins. Kale, right? Big in on the Athletic Greens. Yes. They're, it's, it's actually very tasty. They're like, I'm like big in on this. Like yeah. I would, yes. I would, I would recommend this to my friends if they weren't our partners, like mm-hmm. easily. Yeah. Listen, well, there are a lot of green juices out there, a lot of green powders, but Athletic Greens actually tastes good. Yeah, it no. tastes and good. You can't and say that about all the powders. You can't overstate the adaptogens, man. The adaptogens. You can't. Look. Dated enough. Tincture guy Kale, aka Adaptogen Sorbo. He is all about it. Let's go. Seriously, it's a micro habit that we're laughing about it, but it is pivotal to the start of our day, especially when you're like, oh, I need a cup of coffee. You you should wait. But and if you don't, guess what? Have that one scoop and then 
see how you feel because you're going to get a little bit more clarity and you might be able to hold off just a little bit. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you got to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash ROC. Again, that's athleticgreens slash ROC, the first three letters of Rockies, to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Cleveland against New York. Let's break down some of these division series. Cleveland is plus 175 right now to win the series outright on DraftKings Sportsbook. New York minus 210. Um, That is the second biggest favorite Mm -hmm. next to the Dodgers over the Padres. Uh, We got Cal Quantrill going in game one tonight against Garrett Cole, uh, both to, uh, you know, front of the line guys, but Garrett Cole, this this is when his season starts. This is why he's... You know that the highest paid pitcher, um, or has the highest contract or largest contract overall, right there. Game two, Shane Bieber versus Nestor Cortez, two guys with sub three ERAs in game three in Cleveland. Luis Severino versus Tristan McKenzie. The weird thing is, so um, there's going to be two off days for the American League. Why? Well, I think because if they were to have the same setup uh, of two, so in the National League, it's two at home mm-hmm. for LA and Atlanta. Day off to uh, for the the other team, mm-hmm. uh, Philadelphia and San Diego, and then they they travel immediately to Game Five, so they don't get a day off. Uh, if both the AL and NL did that, we would have no games on mm-hmm. Wednesday. So, um, or rather, we would have no games on Thursday. That yeah. would be the travel day for for all the teams, and so they want to make sure that they've got those games on Thursday. So they'll give uh, the AL teams off on Wednesday so that they can play their game too on Thursday. So that's also, that's kind of weird. And then I think that they even, is really weird. I feel like this is going weird. to, I feel like this is why I don't think the Yankees are going to do well with having day off another day off. A whole Cleveland, series off. Cleveland can rest up their I bullpen think, I, fully yeah. with, with the day off on Wednesday. So that could give them uh, a decent advantage. I right there. I, I, I like Cleveland's odds here. I, yeah, even though I know I'm, Obviously, this is a Mariners podcast, but... <laughs> hey, that was my DraftKings Sportsbook pick of the week was uh, the Guardians in four to do it in Cleveland. The so, more I think about it, the I know you're right Yeah, in my yeah. soul. That'll be interesting to see uh, what ends up happening there. We'll see if Josh Donaldson, Cleveland Guardians legend. Remember that? He played with Cleveland for like a minute, minute and a half. I, I didn't remember it. <laughs> Did he? Or was that Atlanta? Now I'm yeah you got me doubting myself but yes uh, he likes playing the, the AL Central teams uh, we know that that much and yeah my guy Tristan McKenzie in Game Three yeah like that's He's that's your my guy? dude right there He's yeah your dude I had him as the uh, the AL Rookie of the Year award winner last year uh, mm. just didn't get enough time but love Tristan McKenzie uh, just as much as you love the the Seattle Mariners <laughs> who uh, go to Houston uh, tonight. Uh, I don't know if they've announced their starter yet. I think we got Justin Verlander on the hill in game one in his 1.75 ERA. But it's plus 185 for Seattle and minus 220 for Houston there. And uh, it's going to be interesting. I think Seattle, if they can win one of those games, you know, it's going to be electric in T-Mobile Park. Mm -hmm. And maybe it's, it's more than enough for them to possibly win it in four there. If if they don't and they got to go back to Houston for game five, man, Minute Maid Park really gets rocking. So 
I, I don't like their odds in that situation. They'd have to do it in four. They have to win one of the first yeah. two games for it to, to go down. For sure, for sure. It's a great assessment. Yeah, Logan Gilbert, uh, yes. of course, goes for uh, game one here uh, in just a little bit. What a picture they picked PM. for him on MLB.com. <laughs> yeah, he's got, it looks like Steve-O with long hair, just a little it bit just, there. He's got the, he's got the big chompers uh, going on. So uh, that, that'll be really curious to, to see how they, uh, how they do. Houston... What have we got? Five consecutive ALCSs. Um, that's wild to to say the least. Now in the National League, I'm just realizing we could have an all Nola NL Championship Series. We could have we Austin could. Nola with Philadelphia, and then no, excuse me, Austin Nola, Austin with, San Nola Diego, with San Diego, and then Aaron Nola yes. with Philadelphia. Is that a first? Maybe I don't know. I mean, it's definitely the most Nolas I think we've ever seen. De- easily the most Nolas. Easily the most Nolas. Yes. Um, listen, it's still this. It's the second inning now. Phillies are still up two nothing. They've had five hits. Braves have only got one. Yeah. Plus one fifty five for Philadelphia. Minus one eighty five for Atlanta. So that's got the biggest upset potential there. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they're they're in division, uh, just like Dodgers, Padres, uh, just like. The uh, Mariners, Astros, so so many in division matchups here. Yeah, yeah, very true. Ranger Suarez on the hill right now against Max Fried. Game two is going to be uh, Zach Wheeler, and uh, game three is definitely going to be Aaron Nola. I know for Atlanta, Spencer Strider is being tabbed to go for uh, game three with Kyle Wright in game two. So Strider, of course, uh, missed some time on the IL, so that will be uh, very curious to see how Quadzilla does. Quadzilla in game three. Yeah. For Atlanta, of course, that will be in Philadelphia. First postseason baseball game in, in Philadelphia in, uh, in over a decade. Oof. It's going to be rocking. Yeah, I will not be able to make it out there, but I'd, yeah, I, it would be it would be a vibe for sure, is to the, put it nicely. <laughs> is the guy with the Philly Fanatic tattoo on his belly with the open yeah. snout of his mouth as the belly button. Do you think he'll be there? Will, will he be on display? Does he have a name? That's what I need to know. You know, I follow him on... Um, of course you do. I follow him on social media. <laughs> yes. <laughs> He's at Dumphy215. Okay. Yeah. So... Does he follow you back? Yeah. Oh, all right. We're social media buddies. There we go. Yeah, he's That's hilarious. A, it's a big follow, the guy with yeah. the Philly Fanatic belly. And well, it's like he's also, he's also filled out the tattoo, because he went viral yeah. a couple of years ago, yeah. but since then he's, he's fleshed it out even more. No pun intended. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and look, you're running out of space for tattoos. Dumphy's might have a solution for you there. So yeah, the gritty tattoos right there, front and center. He's got a couple numbers too. I think he's got, what, Chase Utley's 28 on there. I think, I think so, yeah. Number three for Allen Iverson. Uh, enough about belly tats. Let's get to Padres and Dodgers. <laughs> plus 175 for the Friars. Minus, uh, or, or yeah, uh, minus 215 for the Dodgers. They're so obviously big favorites there. We were discussing yesterday in the studio uh, or, or here at, at the DNVR in our offices. How do you successfully root in this series? Or what? how do you effectively... Ooh, yes root in this series kale we're gonna have to, to get to you in a second on that how, how Susie, what, what's your take first kale you think about it how do you root for this series of like the two kind of most bitterest rivals right now of the rockies playing against each other i mean my take is you can't root for the dodgers because they're just too good and they don't need the support yeah. 
Could you root? So I know a couple of people were, I think Adam was arguing this. If it were the other way around and it was Rockies versus Dodgers, I feel like Padres fans would vote for us, but I don't think we would return the favor. Maybe. <laughs> I don't. So I don't think, I don't think Rockies fans have it in their hearts to root for the Padres either. Um, personally, my goal, I root for chaos always. Because both teams, both teams can't lose. All you can do is root for chaos. And we know with the California tiebreaker rule with the runner on second base, that's not doesn't exist in the postseason, mm-hmm. right? Because that's that's an advantage to end a game quicker. If you got to go through your bullpen and it ends up being 14, 15 games like we saw in Cleveland, well, now your bullpen is really taxed because you didn't get your job done, and now you're you're punished for it going into the next game. So the chaos would be it goes five games. And then game five is like 22, 23 innings, something <laughs> crazy like that. And the winner of Atlanta and Philadelphia kind of has slightly easier pickings. Now, here is something, too, that I, I didn't realize in, in doing uh, my fair share of research, because you can never know enough. Mm-hmm. You can never know enough. Each game that the Padres are still alive and keep playing is one less game. Fernando Tatis is suspended. So he really? can't come back. Yeah, he can't come, can't, can't come back this postseason. But That counts? That counts. I didn't realize that that counted. That's wild, right? So it's only a couple. So even if, you know, even if they what, won out in the minimum, they swept in uh, three here. And then the NLDS, they swept in four. And then they swept the World Series in four. That's only 11 games, which isn't that much. But this is kind of blowing my mind right now that that's, you know, yeah. several games sooner that he can come back. But from his nonsense. More <laughs> games that he is punished for his nonsense and having to watch that. I, I kind of mm, made the case. That's so a good point, too. I don't think anyone's rooting for either of these teams, but you might root for a result. Like, hey, I just hope so-and-so doesn't win, mm-hmm. right? And I sort of, the case that I made, and I don't know if this is exactly how I feel, because sometimes I like to think of what my options are before I decide to feel those options, is <laughs> if the... Patrick do- overthinking something? <laughs> this never happened. <laughs> Has it? No, you're right. This might be my first time. But first time ever. <laughs> if the Dodgers go on to win the series, win the World Series, whatever, uh, Evil Empire wins again, Darth Vader, whatever, great. Uh, that sucks. But that does destroy the Padres, and maybe they're not able to recover. Rockies maybe allows them to, to, to slide up in the standings the next couple seasons. It, it breaks the Padres. We'll put it like that, right? Breaks the Padres. If the Dodgers win. So... That's a good thing if the Padres lose. I'll phrase it that way. Mm-hmm. But if the Padres win, you know the Dodgers aren't going to be broken. The Dodgers are still going to be there, and they're still going to be the Dodgers. But now maybe the Padres become this, you know, conglomerate, this this mega, this unstoppable team. force, unstoppable in the force in the NOS. And now you've got two of them to deal with. So therefore, I submit you almost want the Padres to lose more. Interesting. Kale, how do you like the rationale on that? Again, I'm not saying who I want to win more, but who I might want to see lose more. I like your rationale, but nobody wants my opinion on this. So Yes, we do. Say, That's why I asked. We do ooh, want to know. I'm cheering for the Dodgers. Oh, crap. That's right. He roots for the Dodgers. Yeah. Did you, not, you didn't know that, did you? I think I, I might have... 
Oh, oh God! Yeah, last off. My season, dad's from Southern California. Yeah. He's so. got a satin Dodgers jacket that he wore <laughs> once behind the scenes. Oh wait, it's actually you didn't tell looking. me about the satin. I do. Jacket. She cares I more do. about the style than the word. Well, I love the front. a satin jacket. It is a dope jacket, but I totally forgot about that, Kale. Yeah, wow. my dad's right. from Pasadena, so cut we his talked mic. About this, Kale, yeah. cut Kale's mic. <laughs> Kale, cut Kale's mic. <laughs> Kale, thank you for cutting Kale's I mic. I will say I can't tonight. I cannot root against my birthday twin, Mike Clevenger, my fellow Sagittarius. Well, don't Mike worry Clevenger. because he's he's on the IL right now. So, is he? Yes, but I mean, but you don't want to root against his team. Is no, what, I'm, what, I'm, I mean, why is he listed as the pitcher? I think he. Um, no, I thought he was he was put on the COVID IL. I think at one point, uh, maybe he did come end up coming back. I thought he he's was listed going to be, as. I mean, I think he's starting today. Um, no, you Dar, uh, Darvish is starting in really? game two, uh, and, uh, in game one. All right. I guess he's back. You're right. I think he's back. Yeah. He's, that's he's, why he's starring with Kale's face in my hair. Yes. Uh, we, we, we got to get us kind of some kind of mashup on that. So yeah. So again, one of those guys who goes on the COVID IL, but really is just has a runny nose and yeah. teams maybe might be manipulating allegedly, possibly legally, respectfully. <laughs> that's kind of how it works but uh, tomorrow we will respectfully have kevin henry on uh, at 11 a.m same uh same pat time same pat channel nope had to say it sorry too bad said it uh but kevin henry we're gonna talk about st louis nolan arenado <laughs> that houston series he's down there covering it uh it's gonna be fantastic we'll we'll do it again on thursday friday Susie show mm-hmm. uh that'll be at uh later in the evening around around five it'll PM. be a happy hour time i like to Ooh. lead into the FAC, the Friday Afternoon Club. I like that. It'll be a party. We it, love Susie shows. It's always a party. I'm uh, trying to get a DJ. <laughs> there was a DJ in San Diego that was phenomenal, like in between innings. Yeah. That really kept a good vibe. That would be cool to have yeah. at Coors Field. I mean, they have bands up in the rooftop, right? No, I'm going to bring a DJ into this tiny studio. Yes, I'm down for that. That's a record scratch. Could be. And that's why I'm not the DJ. <laughs> um, if you, uh, my only request, if you do bring a DJ into the studio, I hope it's LeMayhew. And on that note, oh! follow us on Twitter at DNVR underscore Rockies at Patrick D. Lyons is where I be on Twitter. And you can find me at the Susie Hunter on all platforms. Hey, this has been great, but you know what they say about momentum. What do they say? It's only as good as your next show. So we'll talk to you tomorrow at 11 a.m.